find one. What? Oh, get out of here! Who even made that? Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octavian Macias, and today, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little tired. I haven't been able to sleep much. The heat in California is crazy. But, I will say this much. I'm gonna try my best to explain what I'm going through um, in terms of the movie I'm talking about. And, yeah, let's just have, try to have a good show, you know. But hopefully, you enjoy it at least. How many of you are aware of Blazing Saddles? Classic Mel Brooks movie, honestly one of his best, if not his best, I'd argue it's probably his best, about uh, a town that is trying to be run off the map by this greedy, greedy bad guy, and to try to keep the town from fighting back, he decides, okay, I'm going to give them the worst possible sheriff I could find, which he decides is, okay, it's going to be a black man. And from there, there's a lot of comedy. It's a very funny movie because, well, you, know, you would assume like, oh, okay, so he hired a black man and this is going to be bad for everyone. You know, of course, it does come off with people being racist to the guy. But slowly, we start to see that, oh, this guy that he thought was just a loser or bad or whatever at his job, is actually really good at being a sheriff. Like, he's quickly able to take down um, foes, win over bad guys to his side. Uh, you know, he does all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's, that's a big joke that, you know, what the villain assumed was going to be an incompetent black man uh, ended up being a very competent um, person um, fighting against them. So he pretty much created his own demise. And for years, this has been used as a movie that a bunch of free speech um, uh, people, you know, like the people who are like, oh, we're politically incorrect or whatever, would say like, oh, this can't be made now because people are way too soft and whatnot, which that's far from the truth. Um, it's just that times change and, you know, we don't need another, another Blazing Saddles because we already have a Blazing Saddles. And it's just one of those things where it's like, Look, whatever you think Blazing Saddles is, like, yes, it is a very offensive movie, but it's also a very progressive movie. Like, most of the jokes hold up well because it's not at the expense of the black man, it's at the expense of the racist. So, realistically, if that movie were made today, aside from some slight changes, it would pretty much still be the, the same movie. At least, that's what we would have assumed until someone actually decided to remake Blazing Saddles, but this time as an animated movie featuring a dog trying to be a samurai in a country full of cats. The recent Nickelodeon Paramount movie, Pause of Fury, originally titled Blazing Samurai, is a Blazing Saddles uh, remake. And on those regards, I always kind of felt like this is probably going to be bad. This is probably not going to work. This is probably going to be uh, one of the worst movies of the year. And to be fair, in terms of the ones I've seen, it is among the worst. But I, I fully acknowledge that I have not seen enough bad movies this year. Like, I've only seen around 40 movies, give or take. And it's mostly been the movies that I've had an interest in. And I've mostly walked away enjoying a lot of them. There's been a lot of good movies this year. But I know that there's a lot of bad movies, too, that I have just not bothered watching. But... To its credit, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. 
Uh, Pause of Fury, formerly Blazing Samurai, which was honestly the better title, is surprisingly a decent movie. Now, I, I just want to get it all way. It's not good. I say decent, but it, it's still pretty bad and realistically... Okay, well, you know what? Let's get, get through it. Uh, the story of the movie is pretty much the same as Blazing Samurai, uh, Blazing Saddles, sorry. If for the most part, it's pretty much just like, okay, yeah, the dog, you know, is appointed as this town samurai instead of sheriff to protect it. But of course, um, it ends up being the villain's downfall. The villain here, um, played by Ricky Gervais, wants to be the, the new Shogun or whatever. And he thinks that, you know, all by getting rid of this place, um, it'll get him that position or get him closer to that position or something like that. I don't know. I couldn't really follow on that much. But, you know, just think of it as Blazing Saddles and you'll pretty much be fine. And yeah, this movie, you know, it, it does take some differences. Like, honestly, the biggest thing, and this is the one that I really hated from the movie, is that... Uh, whereas in Blazing Saddles, the sheriff is competent. And here, the main character, played by Michael Sarah, the dog, is a very incompetent um, person. He's not, you know, he's still learning how to be a samurai. You know, he, he meets up with, with a samurai who eventually trains him, and it's pretty much like Gene Wilder's role from the original movie. Only in here, he's more of a master to the main character, and it's like... I mean, I kind of appreciate that you still made him a, a drunk, especially considering that that's something you see in a lot of family features. But it's still like, I don't know, I, I think that just ruins the joke. And I get it that the directors were, well, the people behind this were pretty much like, oh yeah, we didn't want to lean in on the racial stuff because we wanted this to be more open and not so political, which I'm like, so you're acknowledging that the original movie was political, considering that it had race. I mean, realistically, all movies are political, but, you know, a lot of these people have to try to pretend like, you know, stuff like Blazing Saddles wasn't political. So that ends up being the case. Um, you know, you have the dog being trained by the actual samurai, and he gets help from the actual samurai for the most part, to the point that it's like, yeah, he doesn't really claim an actual victory until pretty much the end of the movie but that doesn't stop them from having a bit where he thinks he's um succeeded and um thinks he's um like this big strong hero type and you know he goes to his head and yeah for the most part a lot of that stuff is generic and it just doesn't work it's just you know like if you've seen one animated film about a loser who who tries to be better you've pretty much seen this movie if you've seen blazing saddles you've definitely seen this movie because a lot of the plot points are pretty much the same just altered in certain ways but again it's just those small little changes like making him incompetent that ruins it because it's like well you know the strength of the original was that since he was competent it, it kind of was like a fuck you to racist without that it, it really just turns into any generic family feature and it's just like it kind of backfires on his message and for as much as they want to say like oh we don't want to put in the racist messages in here they still kept it in because you know the main character is at first like oh he's in jail because he's a dog and we don't allow dogs in this country he's you know an illegal immigrant which i'm like okay that's pretty strong language for this kind of thing and you know there, there's even characters saying stuff like oh i don't like dogs because my father hated dogs, so that was good enough logic for me. And I'm like, this is all pretty loaded stuff for a kid's movie that's trying to avoid talking about racism. Like, some of it did make me laugh, but it's still like, you know, knowing that behind-the-scenes stuff or, like, oh, we were trying to avoid that stuff is like, no, it's still there, so I don't know why you're trying to pretend that otherwise. And, you know, yes, to be fair, it doesn't go all 
in on it, but that's kind of the problem here. It just doesn't go in on it enough, and it just feels very lackluster for it. It just feels very weak for it. Despite that, I didn't hate watching this. That's the weird part. I mean, to be fair, um, the main reason why I even watched this to begin with was because I had heard from a lot of people like, hey, this is actually not that bad of a movie. I mean, it's still not good, but, you know, it has its moments, and it's surprisingly... Uh, a smarter movie than you would expect given the trailer. So I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, yeah, some jokes did land. Um, the thing I really liked about this movie is the tone of it being, like, this fourth wall breaking. Like, it's something that you really don't see with a lot of animated features, especially with comedies. And this is even with live action, if we're being honest. Where it's like, they fully acknowledge, like, look, this is just a movie. Don't take it seriously. We're going to be doing a bunch of stupid shit in it. Uh, we're going to have characters... Um, you know, breaking the fourth wall, acknowledging the audience. Sometimes the characters will jump out of the screen. Sometimes they'll acknowledge a scene transition, uh, characters running into, like, the title logos and stuff like that. And I'm like, I appreciate it for that. Like, there's, uh, you know, like a joke that I remember seeing before I watched the movie when, when some people were saying, like, hey, you know, there's some bits here that are actually not that bad where the main character's like, oh, you know, uh, life is short and this movie is about to end so you know we should really just get together and solve this problem or something along those lines and I'm like as much as I want to hate it that stuff is pretty clever and pretty funny and it's amusing to me that that we're, we're doing that kind of stuff in movies because um, it's not a common thing you see in movies anymore so it's amusing to me to see characters acknowledging that they're in a movie and breaking the fourth wall and all that stuff and yeah that ends up being a, a, a strength to the movie that it is breaking the fourth wall, and it, it does have, a, you know, some clever jokes here and there, like when they're, um, do the whole scene of, like, oh, we're rounding up as many bad people as we want, I mean, uh, yeah, as we need to basically destroy the time, which, in, you know, in the original movie, there was, like, a whole bit with the clan, they don't have that here, but instead they do have, like, oh, we have bounty hunters, and it's all, like, a mixture of a bunch of pop culture references, like Boba Fett, uh, Spike from, you know, Cowboy Bebop, and, and whatnot, and there's even a whole joke of, like, oh, you know, we've you know, we even have uh, studio execs here with the bad guys. And it's like, I mean, that's kind of funny. You know, you know, technically it's always pretty funny to acknowledge studio execs can be pretty evil. But, you know, especially given right now, seeing how the Warner Bros. execs are um, being like, it's like, yeah, this one actually hits pretty hard right now. On those fronts, it's very clever ending. It's what mostly keeps the movie going because, you know, and 90 minutes, not like it feels too long, but, you know... I at least never felt bored by it, even though I, I didn't really enjoy a lot of it. Like, even though a lot of jokes still missed, even though the story, you know, kind of butchers a lot of the messages that the original we had, and frankly kind of butchers even the messages that this version has. But for what it's worth, those jokes just kept on coming, and it's like, okay, you have one good joke out of every five jokes you do, and you're doing a lot of jokes right now, so that's... You know, even though that's still not a good ratio, it's a better ratio than you would imagine. And I'm just like, I wish the movie was more like this because the, these, you know, jokes work. The tone is great. Uh, it, it just doesn't deliver in, in, in other areas. Like, it, it also doesn't really deliver when it comes to, like, the voice acting in this movie. Not that the celebrity voices that they got were necessarily bad. I mean, I think Samuel Jackson, Michelle Yao, Jemin Hasu, 
Ricky Gervais even. They've done some good voice work here and there from other, and other stuff. And here they're not exactly doing bad voice work. It's just that you can tell that none of them really cared about what they were doing. It's clearly a paycheck. You know, at times, you know, you can tell how bored they sounded but yeah i never felt annoyed by them i was just like okay you know yeah they don't, don't really care about this and realistically i don't imagine voice actors doing it much better like not to just voice actors or anything but it, you know this is one of those movies where it kind of feels like yeah anyone involved with this is probably gonna sound a bit bored because it's you know it's doing the, the blazing saddle stuff but not as clever but at the same time some of it is kind of clever so i don't know it's clearly a paycheck kind of movie so, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't think it would have been saved one way or the other in that regard. It is done poorly, but, you know, whatever, I, I, I got by it. Uh, even the animation, you know, doesn't look so great. Like, a lot of it just looks like TV animation. There's not a lot of interesting lighting uh, at a lot of times, and the few places that there are, it still feels kind of flat. This was a movie that was in production for who knows how long. Like, I remember hearing it probably as far back as like 2013 so it's been a while because i remember hearing like oh yeah they we're doing blazing saddles but with cats and whatnot and i'm like mm, whatever and then when it was finally coming out it was like oh shit they finally made that movie but i don't know it's um in in that regard i'm just like i mean i, I don't know you know you know for what it's worth even though the animation isn't impressive, for a movie with that kind of a background, it surprised me that it doesn't look completely awful. Like, there's a few instances where it's kind of nice, like when there's flashback scenes. Even though the filter they use isn't entirely great, it's like, okay, well, at least that creates some interesting, um, an interesting look for it, even though it's not great. Uh, there's some 2D bits in the start and later on that I'm like, I kind of wish this movie was completely 2D. It probably would have looked a lot better. But, um, I don't know, in that regard, again nothing that i'm too mad about realistically yeah the the stuff that works about this is kind of saving it a lot just because i'm like yeah there's a lot in this that i i i get why people would hate this and i got why some people might be less um less soft on this i guess i could say than i am being right now but at the same time i'm like when it knocks a joke out of the park it surprisingly does it well enough that i'm like yeah, I kind of wish this movie was more like this. I kind of wish that this movie did spend its time being more clever. And I think a lot of that has to do with one of the directors of this movie being Rob Minkoff, who, you know, previously, I, I could be messing it up, but I, I, I'm pretty sure did, like, The Lion King and the Mr. Body and Sherman movie. So it's like, he's no stranger to doing family features. And you can tell here, because it's like, yeah, it moves very quick. It doesn't feel like it's lagging on any area, even though the story is not the greatest and, you know, so the characterization just kind of ruins itself. It, it still has enough going for it that I'm like, okay, if you're showing this to a little kid, it'll be fine. If you're a parent watching this with your kid, you'll be okay. I don't really recommend it if you're an adult by yourself, even though I, that's the way I saw it. Unless you're a fan of old school fourth wall breaking stuff like it, it kind of reminds me of like you know like the old looney tune cartoons or Chuck savory cartoons where it's like okay you know even though we're doing this big plot line or whatever we all know it's all for shits and giggles so we're not even gonna attempt to add like you know this extreme pathos to it like you know we're, we're we know we're just kind of going through the tropes going through the cliches 
and just putting a clown nose on it. That's pretty much what the movie is. And in, in that regard, it does leave a satisfying enough mark that I can see some people walking away with it. You know, feeling some joy out of it, even though, you know, for the most part, again, it, it, it just fails a lot of the time. And it kind of sucks that it fails a lot of the time, because when it does shine, I'm just like, yeah, that was a pretty good joke, and I, I really liked what you were doing with that. I, I just wish you were doing that more. But, yeah, it's surprisingly not the worst idea around remaking Blazing Saddles with cats and dogs and trying to strip a lot of the racism away. Works, yeah, you know, yeah, well, not works, but, you know, it doesn't, um, it doesn't completely flop. Um, again, I can see where kids might enjoy it or some adults who like this kind of stuff might enjoy it. it it's not the minions it's not luck uh it, it is a movie that feels kind of sincere in terms of you know the people making this clearly wanted to tell just a, a fun goofy story and in that realm it's like yeah I, I, I can see what you did there and i i don't exactly hate you for what you do uh even when it doesn't work out but yeah i i do acknowledge that it definitely could have been better, so assuming this is it, I mean, I, this movie did not make enough money to make a sequel, but if it had made a sequel, I wouldn't have been too upset about it, I guess. Um, for the most part, not the worst thing ever. If you have to watch it, you'll get something out of it, maybe. If you don't have to watch it, by all means, don't watch it. Uh, I just really want to point out that it's just uh, i don't want to say a nothing movie but that's kind of where, where it's at where it's like i mean you know i wasn't mad about it but i did have some fun in it but at the same time um there was stuff that i, I didn't really care for and didn't work for me but at the same time it wasn't the worst experience ever so i don't really like doing scores for for this kind of stuff but i guess like a two and a half stars is what i would give it maybe two stars depending on whether you go with a four star or a five star rating um, when it works, I had my fun. When it doesn't work, it was annoying, but nothing that ruined my day. Uh, for something that I watched while I was very tired, you know, because of the heat, I did not regret it, um, even though I don't really promote it. So, I don't know. I, I, I think I've kind of said all I needed to say about that. I will say it does kind of surprise me that, yes, it was able to last so long in development hall and that a lot of these voices were attached from, you know, fairly early on, it seems. I, I don't know, I remember hearing, you know, like Samuel Jackson and Michelle Yao and Jimin Hansu at least, um, being involved with this for, like, years, like, maybe, like, around 2018, 2017, so, it's definitely something where it's like, okay, so they did stick around. These recordings might have been even from a decade ago, who knows? But, yeah, it, it definitely is nothing I'd really have an issue with one way or the other. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not enthusiastic, I'm just kind of here, so, uh, yeah, thank you for watching, Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, you know, subscribe. Go to my Patreon, support me there. You know the drill. But yeah, thank you for listening. 
And I hope to see you next time. Horn swagglers, serial killers, studio executives. Wow, it looks like everyone's here. Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again. And I hope to see you in the coming future.